Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. God's grace, mercy, and never-ending peace be yours in abundance as you consider that Jesus and his Easter victory is the death of death. Back in the 1500s, there were a lot of things happening in the New World. One of them was that in 1492, Christopher Columbus had discovered the New World. And so if you lived in Europe in the early 1500s, the New World was a mystery. You knew it was there, but what was it like? One random person made a map of the New World from Europe. And this is what his map looked like. There was Europe, and then a vast ocean, and then three different land blobs with a description on each one. One land blob said, Here be scorpions. And another one said, Here be dragons. And the third one said, Here be giants. But the person who made the map didn't really know. They were just guessing. And since we live in the new world, at least it was a new world long ago, not so much anymore, we know that in this part of the world there aren't any giants and there aren't any fiery scorpions. Sorry, his blob said fiery scorpions, not just scorpions. Because we do have scorpions, but not fiery ones. And we don't have dragons either. And so sometimes when you're guessing, you're right, and other times you're off the mark. Let's shift gears from thinking about the new world of the 1500s to a different mysterious world, at least mysterious to many of us, called what happens after death. If someone had to draw a map of that, What would they put on their land blobs? Somebody might say, death, here be nothing. Meaning, there is no eternity, there is no heaven or hell, you just die and that's it. Another one might be, death, here be purgatory where you're punished for who knows how long, for who knows what reason, hopefully one day you'll get out. Another land blob might be death. Here be reincarnation, where you come back alive as a rock or a tree or another person, maybe a king or a queen or maybe a a peasant in poverty in a different country. Could be death. Here be something even worse. That's the great fear many people have. And Shakespeare's play, Hamlet, in that play, the famous line, to be or not to be, really is Hamlet debating that. To be, should I keep living, or not to be? Would I prefer death? 
I just don't know Hamlet is tossing that around because really life is so painful and miserable, he thinks. Death is probably preferable, except what lies beyond could be very scary. Then comes the famous line, conscience makes cowards of us all. Death is a topic people really would rather avoid. Death is something that brings a lot of fear into the heart because we just don't know what to put on those land blobs if our only source of information is us. You see, human beings have come up with a lot of solutions for a lot of different things, but death has proven to be unsolvable. No matter what kind of fountain of youth formula you come up with, no matter how much you exercise or what proper foods you eat or don't eat, you can't escape death. And for that reason, death carries with it the title perishable. If you think about it, really everything, including your body, including your money, including your accomplishments, including your family and friends, everything on this earth is perishable. It doesn't last. You could rightly answer the question when someone asks, how are you doing? Well, I'm dying slowly a little bit each day. That'd be kind of morbid, but it would actually be right, wouldn't it? And for all those reasons, because death is unsolvable and everything is perishable, death stings. It hurts. It's scary. It's sad. It makes us grieve. We don't want to think about it. We don't want to talk about it. And death, for all of those reasons, really taunts us. If it could talk to us, it might say, Hey, I see you're decaying a little more today. Huh? Aren't you kind of like spoiled milk? Two weeks past due? Only worth being thrown out? Death taunts us because it can claim the victory if all we have is human power, human effort, and human solutions. But there's Easter. And when you think of Easter, if you're making a mind map of Easter with some land blobs on it, don't just think that Easter is here be a four-day weekend or here be Easter eggs and Easter bunnies or here be extra family time. Think this, because this is the truth. Easter is here be the death of death. Jesus won a victory nobody else could win. Jesus accomplished a goal nobody else could accomplish. Jesus crossed the finish line of conquering death and he gives us that victory, not just for a little while, but for all eternity. And that is what the scriptures are all about. That is what our sermon verses are about today. Let's jump into all these wonderful reasons why we can be confident we have a part of the death of death in Christ. Verse 51 
of 1 Corinthians 15. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will all be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. What a powerful thought. Death was the swallower of everything because everything is perishable. Death was like a big whale swimming through a school of herring and swallowing hundreds if not thousands of them all at once. No escape. But now, in Christ, we have the death of death. Now, in Christ, death doesn't do the swallowing. Death gets swallowed up. Jesus died. He was in his tomb. But then that very first Easter morning, as the women went to put spices on his body, they found no body. He had risen from the dead. The angels told them. Then Jesus appeared himself to Mary Magdalene. And that very evening, he appeared to his own disciples who were terrified of their own upcoming death. They were thinking, wow, these enemies killed Jesus. We're probably next. And Jesus announced to them the death of death. Peace be with you, he told his disciples. As the Father has sent me to conquer death, now I am sending you to go tell everyone about it. Jesus Christ is the death of death. For death has been swallowed up in victory. The perishable, including our bodies, will be clothed with the imperishable. We will get a new body that is not able to decay. We will get a new body that is not able to spoil or fade. We will get a new body that does not die. That is as fresh and clean and brand new thousands of years from now as it is the first day we get it. What a gift Jesus gives when he says, Here, I give you the death of death. I give you something imperishable, even though everything else around is oh so perishable. And so now, instead of death taunting us, Hey, aren't you decaying a little bit more? Isn't your body falling apart? Aren't your accomplishments worth pretty much nothing in the end? We taunt death. Listen to the verse that comes next. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But, thanks be to God, He gives us the victory 
through our Lord Jesus Christ. We've got something real and lasting to say to death. You got no victory over me. All you have become, death, is a window through which I pass to get to eternal glory. Maybe I'm not looking forward to my death in particular, and yet I have this comfort, even stronger in Christ, that the day I die is the day I go to be with Jesus in heaven and the day my problems just stopped for all eternity. The day I leave frustration at the curb. The day anxiety is no more a part of my heart at all. What do you think of that death? You see, Jesus gives us life after death, and that means we get to taunt what otherwise would be taunting us. So instead of living a life, grabbing as many perishable things as possible, scrambling to have as many perishable accomplishments as we could, we instead live a life trying to help others know what we know about how to have something imperishable, about how the death of death really is the best possible gift any of us could get. Instead of wondering, what's the point? Why am I here? We have a wonderful purpose in life. Join me in looking at the last sermon verse for today. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, and you'll see what I mean. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Laboring in the Lord is just that sometimes labor. It's hard work. And yet, it's not in vain. It's never a waste of time. You never think in the end, oh, why did I trust Jesus? That was a big mistake. No. If you're wondering, is it worth it to fight this sin that is so close to my heart? The answer is yes. It's not in vain. It's not in vain to repent of your sin, trust in Christ, and hold fast to Him as He leads you closer and closer to Himself while leading you to be more and more vigorous in your fighting off of temptation. If you're wondering, giving money to the work of the Lord, is that worth it? Couldn't that money be better spent somewhere else? The answer is, it's not in vain. Because when you give an offering to the Lord, you are giving an offering to help people learn about the death of death. Something that they never would find out about otherwise unless they connect with Jesus and the scriptures and the gospel of the resurrection truth. If you're wondering, is it worth it to come to worship on Sunday morning? Is it worth it to open my Bible and read it in a little bit? I don't know. God says, it is not in vain. When you open the scriptures or when you are worshiping, or in a Bible study with other Christians and you're opening the scriptures together and you're dialing into it, it is not in vain to grow in the courage and the confidence that comes with the message of Jesus gives you the death of death. Jesus gives you full forgiveness that lasts forever. Jesus gives you something 
not even the devil who despises you could ever take away. What great purpose we have to know our labor in the Lord, not in vain. We can stand firm. Let nothing move us. Taunting death as, yeah, our earthly lives are slowly coming to an end. At some point, God gets to decide when, but we will live on forever with him in all eternity. So how about we make a little mind map of that? What is heaven like? Here be love. Here be peace. Here be the absence of anxiety, the absence of sadness, the absence of frustration. Here be Jesus in all his glory. Here be other Christians who are only like-minded without tension. Here be the angels singing at the top of their lungs. Here be the death of death. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.